Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East. We got a good show lined up, fellas, uh, for tonight. We got uh, takeaways from the East Week 10. We're going to do a little bit of news from the East, and uh, we're going to give out some mid-season awards. And then, of course, we'll do games of the week and take a look at uh, Week 11. But first, um, everyone, make sure to follow us on Podbeam, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, follow us on NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. He's also on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe his stuff. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Well, at least as long as Twitter's around, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at Mr. McDolphin. Mr. McDolphin73. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, fellas? What's up, Dad? Real quick, Twitter might not be around, but you know what will be around? The NFL East podcast, baby. We ain't going That's right, nowhere. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Outlast Twitter. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> that, that would be crazy. Yeah, don't let Elon Musk buy your podcast, Josh. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, um, I don't know. A lot of people are talking uh, TikTok. They go over to TikTok. It's kind of funny. I was on Twitter and everybody the other day was kind of saying their goodbyes and saying, uh, it's been so much fun. But it, at the bottom of every one of them is like, make sure to follow me. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make sure to follow yeah. me on this. Make sure to follow me on that. Yeah. So they don't yeah. want to lose their you know, their fandom. Yeah. So, um, uh, it is pretty cool, but well, yeah, see, it's, people it's, were Twitter saying, ain't going nowhere, man. Twitter well, see, I seen that people were saying that Twitter was going to be deleted. And I'm like, the fuck, why is Twitter going anywhere? So I looked up and Elon Musk, like a fucking dumbass, it fired like over half of his Twitter staff. So all the offices are closed now. I'm like, oh shit. Well, that's why Twitter is going to be going away. Nobody's running the fucking shit. So you can pretty much just say, whatever you want to on there right now. And you're not going to get in the, any trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there is, there is a uh, reasonings behind why would he buy Twitter for billions of dollars, turn around and shut it down. But this yeah. ain't a economics podcast. So we're not going to get into all that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, but you, you know, it, Twitter ain't going nowhere. I, it, yeah. That's just my opinion. It'll, Twitter, go, it'll turn to shit before it goes anywhere. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it'll it'll turn to shit to the point where we'll be glad it's gone when it's yeah. gone. <laughs> so yeah, when it's gone, it'll be cool. people will be ready for it for sure. Right. All right. Uh, like I said, we got a we got a pretty fun uh, show for today. I think well, the first thing we got to do is wrap up week ten, though. Um, we got to go ahead and do that with a little bit of takeaway from the east. So let's go ahead and get started with that. We got a lot of stuff to go through. There was some uh, pretty amazing games in week ten. So let's get started with uh, takeaways from the East Week. All right. Uh, I guess we'll start with the one o'clock games. I want to start with the Texans-Giants. Giants won this. They they basically dominated this game 24-16. they they dominated it with the running game. Saquon Barkley went straight off. <laughs> 35 carries, 152 yards, one touchdown. He had three receptions for another 95 yards and another touchdown. And just so everyone knows, that 35 
runs was a career high for Saquon Barkley. Um, that's pretty amazing. He is a beast. Um, I know that at the beginning of the season, one of my bold predictions is that he would have a thousand yard season. Who knew that he would have almost a thousand yards midway through the season? <laughs> pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty true. amazing. So Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley is a beast. I'm kind of worried about them running him so much. Um, so they probably need to balance it up a little bit better. But, um, you know, it's good to have a guy you can give the ball 35 times for 150-plus yards. That's pretty nice. Daniel Jones to Darius Slayton for a 54-yard touchdown pass and the first play of the second half basically put away this game for the G-men. That's what pulled them ahead to the point where you just never felt like um, the Texans were going to come back. Daniel Jones had a decent game. Uh, 13 for 17, 197 yards, two touchdowns, and the big one is zero interceptions. But the, the Giants' defensive line, man, I'll tell you what, the G-men controlled this game in the trenches all day. Leonard Williams had nine tackles, a half sack, ten or one QB hit, and, a, and also a forced fumble. Dexter Lawrence had 10 QB pressures, one sack, one tackle, and uh, a tackle, one tackle for loss, and five total tackles overall. And it's just, I was sitting there watching this game. I watched uh, the game, and I was thinking, you know, if if their defense, if they're going to play like this in the trenches with their offensive line and their defensive line, the G-Men, they, they can compete against anybody in the NFL if their defensive line is going to be this good and put that much pressure on a quarterback, you know, and, and I know that some teams have better offensive lines and they're not always going to do that, but Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are, are some uh, beast there in the trenches. So that's what I got out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Houston has a few interesting players on their team, but they're clearly probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. You know, right. they're probably going to be a, a definitely drafting the top three, probably. I'm guessing. Right, exactly. Um, but they do have some nice pieces there. If they can put it, they can, do, you know, put people around them. I think they could, they could turn into a good team. But you got to give credit to the Giants. Uh, this is a team that, or this is a game they should have won, and they handled their business. Which exactly. is what that's what I like to see. Yeah, right. which is what they've been doing all year. Uh, that's why they're, you know, six and three at this point. Um, <laughs> and Saquon is, he's been staying healthy, and you know, he's blowing up, having probably one of his best seasons. I think if, right. not, if not his best season because of uh, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely his best season um, because before this, his best season would have been his rookie year and he's having just as good a season statistic wise, but he's also taking on leadership of the team. He's, he's the man when he needs to be the man and he's stepping up and Daniel Jones, man, Daniel Jones is just, um, it's really amazing. He's having a really good year. And it's pretty cool, and it's making you know it's going to be a hard decision for what the G men do at quarterback, um, you know, in two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, I have a feeling so, they're going to re- they're going to they're going to regret not picking up that fifth-year option on Daniel Jones because they're probably going to right. they're probably going to end up having to do a new contract with him, and he's going to get paid more than he would would have if they yeah, would right exactly get that option. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I think they already regret it. So, yeah, so. you got Brandon. Uh, the only thing I got out of this game is, uh, well, the G-Man first and foremost handled their business like Rich was saying. But two, my question is, how much longer is uh, Brandon Cooks going to be playing for, te- you know, for Houston? Like, is he eventually just going to say, screw that franchise and just set out for the rest oh, of the yeah. season? 
because he tweeted right after the trade deadline and said he doesn't want a player anymore. He wants to be on a winning franchise. Exactly. So, yeah, he, he requested, he, you know. So I, I, I want to just know how much longer is Brandon Cooks actually going to play for the Texans? So, yeah, Dallas exactly. was actually in the in the trade room with uh, Brandon Cooks right before the deadline. Uh, Houston does know he's a good player, and and they were yep. they wanted the world for him. Uh, and Dallas doesn't do that, but uh, yeah, he's not happy there. And it, you know, is, is it a waste of his talent? Sure, but um, you get hard being on a team that's rebuilding, right? Like but you got to yeah. deal with it. You can't just pick and choose your team in the midseason. Exactly, exactly. This is not the NBA. So yep. There you go. All right, let's um let's go ahead and switch gears. The next game a lot of people are calling game of the year. So the Vikings went to Buffalo and came away with the win 33 to 30. Rich, what you got on this this Buffalo game? Yeah, this is an overtime win for the Vikings. Um so we'll see if they change the rules for Buffalo because they're not allowed to lose in overtime. Uh too many hurt feelings. <laughs> But uh, right, exactly. this is the game Josh Allen was kind of questionable whether he's going to play or not because of his uh, elbow uh, injury. Right. But he did play. Uh, he didn't necessarily have a have a bad game, but he did throw the uh, the losing interception there in overtime that uh, 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 ultimately cost them. But uh, he did struggle, too. He had one, only one touchdown, two interceptions in this game, Josh Allen. I think we can cool down on the MVP talks for Josh Allen, right? They've lost two games in a row. Buffalo has. Um, they should win this right. week, but uh, six and three, they're not really separating themselves outside of a, a, a few good wins for the, for the bills, but they haven't won a conference win either. So um, yeah, um, Minnesota had a, they had a game They you know, they, they actually had to come back from, you know, being down early in this game, but Je- Justin Jefferson, holy cow. He's uh, a beast. man. Yes. Uh, Jefferson is a beast. Uh, 10 catches, 193 yards. His average was 19. Uh, 19 yards per cat. Per, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, that is crazy. So, uh, I'll talk more about Minnesota because we got they got to play Dallas this week. But uh, yeah, Buffalo's. Uh, well, they, so I, I I looked up why they why they lost, and it turns out that it's uh, it was the heat. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's even though they play in Buffalo, it's uh, un, unseasonably warm in Buffalo and for November. For a November right. game, so obviously they can't win like that. Um, right. All right. I'm, I'm <laughs> bagging on Buffalo. <laughs> okay. All um, right. Cool. Yeah, this might was, be the slide. This might be the slide you were predicting. You know, I, they, it could be. Lost. It could be. Uh, hopefully, it's not because of J- Josh Allen's injury. But I just think uh, teams are figuring them out and puts more pressure on them. So. Right. Brandon, you got anything on this game? Uh, yeah, I got a handful to say about this game. A, this game was the game of the year. Kirk Cousins showed up in this game. His team down was large. Like Rich was saying, they were down uh, by a handful going into halftime. I think it was like 21 to 7 or something. Uh, you thought Buffalo was going to run with this game, uh, run away with this game. Um, and then they came out, and I think it was towards the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, when they started to make a comeback. And uh, Kirk Cousins showed up for his team and oh my god can we please talk about that catch by justin jefferson one-handed dude that was unreal i think that had to be the catch of the year right right am i right yeah so far so far definitely that was an amazing catch Um, he literally had three fingers on the ball 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to the defender's and, whole hand. Yes, still that's what I'm it. saying. The defender had both hands on that. Justin Jefferson only had one, and he ripped it away from the defender. Um, but, yeah, to what Rich said, um, I don't know what the hell is going on with uh, Josh Allen right now. But in the last two games, the Minnesota Viking game and the one before that, um, Josh Allen has thrown like four interceptions in the last two games, and they've all been in the red zone. Too. They right. said that during the game. So I don't know what the hell is going on with him right now, but he needs to get something figured out because he's costing his team at the end of the game. So Yeah, right. yeah, he's exactly. forcing it down there, that's for sure. Yeah. Right, exactly. And let, let's not forget that that uh, Allen, Allen struggled with this early in his career. You know what I'm saying? The one knock on him was a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Um, he, he cleaned that up for a couple of years. Um, I think this is just growing pains. I think he'll learn from it. Uh, I think this is what happens when uh, when young players play good teams. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what he needs to. They need to. They also need to win more games um, in the in you know against good teams. And so that's kind of what it is. He'll figure out what windows he could throw it to, throw it in, and what which ones he can't. Um, it's fine. I don't think it has anything to do with his injury. I think he's just a little bit of a gunslinger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, now something to think about, though, is this year with his play um, kind of dropping off a little bit. How much, you know, how much do you think that goes to Brian? Him not having Brian Dayball there anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that could be a lot. That could that could be a lot. Brian Dayball is kind of responsible for you know developing him. Um, over his young career and now Brian Dable not being there could, you know, could be some of the reasons why we see Josh Allen playing the way he plays. So that's a, yeah, I think that's a good point, Josh. Uh, um, yeah. I won't really add to it. Other than I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. It might be, it might be on the offensive coordinator, not making adjustments because that's, uh, you know, what we've seen the last two weeks against the jets and the Vikings, when they get into that red zone, that tight or that short field, um, it does look like Josh Allen's a little confused on the reading that defense there. A right, little, exactly. Right. And that could be coaching, coaching. You can coach around that coach, coach through that. And exactly. uh, uh, we'll see how that plays out, but. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Our last one o'clock game was my dolphins um, played the Browns and pretty much just, uh, yeah. Wow. 39 to 17. This was interesting. Um, the first point is the Browns defense played the Dolphins different than every other team they've played this year. Um, every every team this year has kind of manned up, played man to man, and then used their safeties to help with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Well, and obviously, you know, we can see with uh, the Dolphins record up to this year through this year that that kind of doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Defense. And the, so the Browns were like them. I mean, and kudos to the Browns, the Browns switched it up. They were like, okay, well, it's obviously not working. There are safeties ain't good enough. You know, Tyreek's going to beat a double team. So let's play a zone. So they played a zone and kind of, and kind of shut down uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. It was pretty cool, but they forgot about, you know, this, uh, this guy with the Jersey wearing number one, throwing the ball because, he he connected with eight different uh, pass catchers, you know, with uh, through receivers, running backs, tight end, um, eight different people. Uh, pretty amazing. It, the Dolphins pretty much 
they com- they dominated this whole game. They, um, it was not, like I said, the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle show. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tyreek uh, Tua went 25 for 32, which is amazing. 285 yards. One Once again, another game with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Tua for the season. Check this out, guys. He has 2,265 yards, 18 touchdowns, to only three interceptions. That's about he has really cleaned up that making dumb decision, turning the ball over. He has a uh for so far this year, he has a passer rating of 118.45, which is second in the league. And he remains unbeaten in games that he has started and finished this year at seven and oh. Pretty amazing. Uh the uh the one thing that was different in this game and, and then any other Dolphin game this year is the running game just showed up, you know, uh, because we all know that if you're going to play your defense in a zone, then um, as long as our offensive line could create some holes, that you should have a decent running game. And sure enough, uh, the Dolphins had a running game. The uh, the combination of Jeff Will, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. and Rasheem Moster, um, they just – they dominated uh, they dominated. Uh, Wilson had 17 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Moster had eight more carries, 65 yards, and also another touchdown. And the Browns defense just had no answer for a Dolphins team that was just uh, just clicking on all cylinders, basically offensively. Um, Tua yeah. was was just cutting up their zone. Um, it, it just finding the open receiver. He didn't care if it was Tyreek. He didn't care if it was Waddle or, you know, or anybody else. Gasecki or, you know, one of the running backs coming out of the, coming out of the backfield. He didn't care. He was just, he was taking and hitting the open receiver and just diced them up. And when you got a running game, you know, that your two, two running backs um, run for almost 200 yards, that's, <clears throat> you know, that's just what, what's going to happen. So um, Dolphins defense looked a lot better. This this game, they uh, sacked Jacoby Brissett three times, and the big thing was they were able to stop the Browns' high-powered running game. Nick Chubb only had 11 carries for 63 yards, and half of that comes off of one play late in the fourth quarter that really was a garbage play. <laughs> he, he busted out a big run for 30 yards. Um, uh, other than that, he, he was pretty much shut down all game. Um, special teams... They played a little bit better. Um, they did create one turnover, but their Jason Sanders still is struggling um, kicking the ball. He he missed two um, extra points. Those are supposed to be gimmies in the you know in the NFL, and one of them every now and then is okay. Two in one game. I'm well, not sorry, anymore, but- Dad. It's not gimmies yeah. anymore. They moved it back. Yeah, it's still it, – these guys get paid a lot of money. And Jason Sanders, yeah. two years ago, the Dolphins paid him as an elite kicker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if he's yeah. not going to be uh, – elite kickers do not miss extra points, especially multiple extra points in a game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, um, the last point I have in this game with Tua's – Tua over the last uh, three games, uh, pretty amazing stat right here. Tua joins Dan Marino – as the only two quarterbacks in Dolphins history with three plus passing touchdowns in three straight games. Pretty amazing. That is a pretty cool stat. Yeah, pretty amazing. And that's, that's what I got. That's what I got out of that game. Did you all see the game or any highlights on the game? 
Only thing I got to say is um, I didn't see the game or watch highlights, but uh, I was watching the below scoring on the, you know, how on Fox they have that little thing scrolling across like we do here that shows all the scores and everything. I was keeping a close eye on that because uh, if Buffalo and Miami would have lost, it would have been a filled day for New England, especially if we beat the Jets this upcoming week. It had definitely been a field day because, like I said, um, we're, we're pretty much all game, you know, all one game apiece now in the division. Um, so that, that would have been nice. But, uh, yeah, like you said, Dad, um, but the Browns hung in there, I want to say, the entire first quarter. But after that, they, you know, just got started getting blown out. I'm pretty sure Gesicki had a pretty good game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. he had yeah, a handful he of good. catches and stuff. Um, right. Yeah, so you know, and and Tua is really, really impressing me this year. He's really taken a step up. Um, who would have known that it would have took just another receiver to get him to this stature of level? Tua is definitely looking like a franchise quarterback right now. So yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, I, and I think definitely bring getting him the weapons definitely helped. I agree with that, Brandon. Yeah. But I don't think that's where the growth came from. The growth came from bringing him an an offensive coach. A coach yeah. that a coach that um, props him up and believes in him and gives him confidence. Um, having a defensive oh, yeah. coach, him coming into the league under a defensive coach was really hard. Um, yeah, and, and and come to find out that coach didn't even like Tua and didn't no. want to start Tua. Was kind of forced to by ownership. So yeah, um, right. Yeah, so we kind of see. Yeah, that's what well, it's kind of. If you get a coach in your corner, you know, there you go. Yeah, and I, and I'll kind of piggyback off what you said, Josh, about teams playing maybe playing the Dolphins a little bit better. It only makes sense to zone up those great wide receivers that you guys have. Yeah, you, you know got I mean? to figure out how to stop them. Yeah, you've got yeah. to stop him. And Tyreek Hill's a de- you know he's a, a lethal weapon there. But uh, I, yeah, I would put the hands in the ball of uh, Tua and challenge him to beat the zone, which uh, looks like he can do. You know, he, exactly. He, he's yeah. uh, uh, you know he's progressing. Uh, every year and um if he can beat zone coverage uh man he's going to be really good that's going to be a, a hard team to to right to if, he, if he could beat one of the hardest parts about beating the zone is um at times you will try to have to fit it in really tight windows and that's where he could be making stupid decisions things like that but he didn't he didn't yeah. he just he basically picked their defense apart he get he took what they were giving him Right, you know, right. He he found the open man, and that's what he did, and hit eight different receivers. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and that's a great sign that he's uh you know maturing as a quarterback, exactly. you know, developing. So yeah, a uh, lot of positives for Miami for sure. Cool. Yeah. All right, that's the one o'clock games. Let's go to Sunday four twenty five. Uh, the Cowboys played the Packers in. Let's see, I, that's kind of where I think this is the game of the year, in my opinion. But I, whatever, uh, Cowboys got beat, you know, at Lambeau Field, uh, twenty-eight to thirty-one. What you got, Rich? Yeah, uh, this was definitely the most watched game of the year. I think the ratings came out for this game, the highest watched game so far this season. Uh, super disappointing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers own the Cowboys in the in the last decade for sure. Um, right. Cowboys, you know, this was an overtime loss for the Cowboys, 31 to 28. Um, Cowboys went into the fourth quarter up 28 to 14. All right. 
going in going into the fourth quarter. In fact, all the way to about the 11 minute mark, they had a 14 point lead. Uh, here's an interesting stat that'll blow your mind: the Dallas Cowboys going into the fourth quarter with the 14 plus or 14 point lead or better, their record was 195 and zero. Wow! Before Sunday. That's wow. the first loss they've ever lost a 14-point lead. Embarrassing. Wow, so, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I'm going to say you have to put that on the coaching. I don't really blame too much on the players at, for blowing a 14-point lead. That's all coaching. This is Atlanta and New England in the Super Bowl. Uh, you've got the you've got the game in the bag, you know, which Dan Quinn ironically coached oh, the Atlanta Falcons there, in that game. There you uh, go. There you go. He, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of the heat for um, their defense just not being able to stop the run, and kind of like what you were saying with Miami, Miami, where uh, teams can change up a little bit. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers have realized. Well, they they know what the rest of the league knows. You don't want to throw on Dallas. Dallas wants you to throw. They they've got a great pass rush and they got great cornerbacks that can that can get the ball, turn you over. Exactly. Uh. So just run. It doesn't make sense to run when you're down by 14, but if it's the best thing that you can do and you stick with it, you can accumulate your points over, you know, a few drives. So that's what's happened. Green Green Bay had 207 yard rushing yards against Dallas Cowboys, right? And the Chicago yep. Bears last week had a I think a 220. So Dallas is not stopping the run. Uh and if you stick with it, you know, it takes longer to score, but you're, you know, if your offense kind of stalls out, like what's happened with Dallas and, you know, in this particular game in the late quarters, um, if you can score points, that's, if that's the best you can do, go ahead and do it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers only threw 20, 20 passes in the entire game. <laughs> he did right. get three touchdowns and his passing efficiency was off the charts, but, um, but still, uh, I'm going to blame coaching for this offense and defense, uh, you know, I, I was watching that game, and they've been using Micah Parsons as a linebacker, you know, mainly to stop the run. But what you can do with the linebacker is you can scheme him out of the play, and that's what they're exactly. doing with Micah Parsons. They're, they're just running away from him. You know, they're building a wall. You know, they're walling him off and going the opposite direction, and uh, it really which is smart, you, which yeah, is very smart, smart because it takes away Micah's effectiveness. Um, so I kept looking for him to go up to the edge, but he really didn't play edge at all, hardly at all in the Green Bay game. Um, and, and of course, you know, Green Bay never resorted to starting throwing the ball, even when they were down by 14. So it's an interesting strategy that Dallas the defense is going to have to fix because, um, now you can fix it by scoring a lot, which Dallas has been putting up points here, but, uh, super disappointing. I don't know how you can, uh, just not be, not be able be capable of milking a game away on a team that pretty much owns you <laughs> that, you know, right. And, and exactly. Mike McCarthy, obviously he has personal reasons to win that game as well. So he, I, I give him credit for, or I give him some blame for uh, not making it happen either. Right. So, yep. Super disappointing. If you, if you watched it and have any takes on it, I don't know. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I called this game, um, you know, uh, I, I, I thought the Packers were going to um, use this game kind of uh, to put their foot in the, you know, put their, you know, foot in the dirt and, and make a, make a run for the playoffs, you know, and then 
we're getting ready to get into week 11 and we already know they played, <laughs> you know, on Thursday right. night. And immediately um, go back to shit when they're not playing the Cowboys. It, right. Exactly. And that's kind of, that's the takeaway. The, the, the funny thing, my takeaway from this game, I didn't have until um, Thursday night watching that game. And I was like, where, where's the Packers that played Dallas? Where are they at? You know what I'm saying? Or why didn't these Packers show up like this in the Dallas game? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just, it didn't make sense to me. And, you know, I, I don't know what to think about the Packers. Um, I, I don't, I'm at the point where I, I'm never going to doubt them because I believe that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And, um, and I know, you know, can they win six straight to still make the playoffs or is their season over? Well, guess what? Uh, next week they play the Eagles, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I guess they, they're going to have to show up and play like they did in that Dallas game. And this game here that we're, we're, uh, we're recapping, they're going to have to play like that for the next six games just to make the playoffs. And then they're going to have to play like that if they want to do a, make a playoff run. And I just don't see that happening. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm over the Packers this, this year. I, don't yeah, I actually think the Packers are done, but I'm sure their biggest win, yeah. their biggest, their Super Bowl this year was beating the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's not really their Super Bowl, but um, Aaron Rodgers just, I know he loves it. So he yeah. loves, loves beating uh, the Cowboys. Yep. Well, first things first, I only got to say one thing. Uh, Michael, I believe everyone on this panel can agree with me. We're over UK football at this point. UK football is trash this year, bro. Yeah, there's a big, there's a big game. Vanderbilt. Yeah, there, there was in, in the trash. comments, Rich, is what he's talking about. Somebody yeah. said that UK plays today. I was going to bring that up later. Um, yeah, UK um, UK basketball plays tomorrow, too. Yeah. It's Gonzaga. Uh, so got but I did want to go over that um, – this run that you was talking about that Green Bay has to go on for the next six games. They play Philly next week. That's going to be a loss. Then they play, uh, let's see, they play Chicago. And if you ask me, Chicago is right up there with Green Bay. They could easily beat them. And then um, it depends what Green Bay team shows up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. And then uh, the, the really thing that hurts them is they still haven't even got to their bye week. Their bye week is week 14. So that's going to really hurt their chances of even making the playoffs. And then so forth, so on. I, I think the rest of the games is pretty hard. It seems like to me the only easy game they have the rest of the year is week 15 on Monday night against the Rams. That's a possible win for them, but they play really hard teams pretty much the rest of the way through. I think it's pretty much – set in stone like i've been saying all year long uh i you know I, I i don't see them making the playoffs at all so right yeah i don't think they will either uh like you said too hard of a schedule there their buys way late late in the season yeah. and the nfc east is going to keep green bay out of the uh playoffs because well, that, that and like. the seattle seattle yeah. also um, and minnesota is just and, rolling right now so right yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be really hard it's gonna be really hard um, you know I love bold predictions, but I, I'm not predicting that. I wouldn't. All right, let's let's go ahead and wrap up week ten. Um, Brandon, why don't you give us your takes on? Also, could be you know voted as the game of the yeah. year. <laughs> Commanders, yeah, beat the unbeaten thirty-two to thirty-one. Take down the Eagles. What do you got, yeah. Brandon? 
Uh, well, I missed over half this game because uh, I was out somewhere as off doing something. But when I came back, I turned it on, and it was like midway through the third quarter. And one thing I picked up on really quickly is, holy shit, what kind of Eagle offense am I watching right now? Like, this does not look like the same Eagle offense that we've been seeing all year long. They've been powerful. They've, you know, A.J. Brown's had a big game. Devontae Smith has had a big game, you know. Um, they didn't look like the same Eagle offense to me. Jalen Hurst looks like he was kind of like having a rough time. The offensive line looks like they were having a rough time stopping the uh, pass rushers from the Washington Commanders. They kept on pressuring, if not sacking Jalen Hurst. Hurst was making stupid throws. Um, pretty much A.J. Brown was non-assistant in this game at all. It was all Devontae Smith. Um and um, one thing I noticed real quick when Washington got on the offensive side of the ball, not only were they having a game of the year on defense, they were having a game of the year on offense. Tyler Heineke was out there looking like a god, just having his just having himself a field day. And Terry, scary Terry out here making amazing plays. Did you guys see that toe touch grab that he made? Yeah. If anybody looked like that, it was definitely scary Terry. <laughs> Yeah, he, he did look good. Tyler Heineke was out good. there having a game of the year, too. He was having fun. He wasn't he? He was having yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you see that um, play where he kneeled down and got hit? And then he was like, first down. Yeah. Well, we should talk about that play because I've made that on my notes here. Yeah. Uh, it was somewhat controversial. People are complaining about it uh, being, a, you know, a, a, a necessary call or definitely Heineke's uh, celebration, which yeah. honestly he should have celebrated. That was that, that was a game winner there, and yeah. and uh, I I actually think the penalties were just. I think uh, yeah, two people taking the quarter, you know, going after the quarterback after yeah. he clearly took a knee. Well, well, see, Rich, this is the thing that first dude him. that hit him that was a fair shot. Heineke yeah. wasn't fully on the ground yet. It was Brandon Graham that came over and just hit Heineke late. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Brandon right. Graham? And it kind of rolled on him. So, you know, and yeah. he had two steps to get to, you know, dodge him. And he clearly gave himself up. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback right. did. So so a dumb dumb foul by uh the Eagles, in my opinion. That it, they don't get any slack for that. They deserve a penalty on that one. Um so uh I, it's gonna be hard for Carson Wentz to come back and get that starting job, in my opinion. I totally agree. Uh, I don't think Heineke's a great quarterback, but he's got leadership tangibles that Carson Wentz clearly does not have. You can just tell yeah. that he likes playing for him. Um, you know, Gibson and uh, uh, Robinson, Brian Robinson, am I right on yeah. that? The running back. Yeah. Um, uh, they went off. Uh, yeah. Washington's, Washington's the D line, their defensive line. Uh, well, actually, Philadelphia's offensive line is top tier. They're in top yeah, three definitely. offensive linemen. But they kind of met their match with Washington's uh, defensive line because they're top tier also, um, and younger. So uh, yeah, I think they really they really bothered Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts played fine. Yeah, he, uh, he had some nice throws out there. AJ Brown played like played like trash. Um, I think he had a 40, 40 yard catch and went right through his hands. Um, that he dropped. I think AJ Brown ended up with one catch for like seven yards for the entire game. So yeah, the undefeated Eagles go down. Uh, right. I love to see it. Certainly made me feel better after the Cowboys lost because the chance of winning that division was pretty much nil at that point. Right. Uh, Definitely helped the Cowboys out a little bit. But it helped the Cowboys that the Eagles lost because now they can 
you know, get a, one more little break and they can control the destiny. The Cowboys can, but um, yeah, Jalen Hurts didn't play a terrible game, but uh, his team did not help him out. And they looked like they were ready to lose from the get go in that game. Almost. Yeah. You, know, you just, you could just feel the presence of Washington was like, they're on a little bit of a run too. Um, and they're just playing, they're playing pretty solid ball. I wouldn't want to play Washington right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they're pretty pumped up. I think my favorite up. part out of that, real quick, sorry to interrupt you, Dad, but I think my favorite part of this whole game was, uh, did anyone see the Tyler Heineke on the plane wearing the gold chains looking like uh, Kirk Cousins out here drinking his bush light? He had, like, he had multiple beers. They gave all the players a trash can full of nothing but bush light. Tyler Heineke yeah. was out here looking like Kirk Cousins drinking some beer. Yeah, right. right. It, 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 yeah, and it had like an 18 pack. It's literally a 30 minute flight. Come on, man. you know what I'm saying? You're not drinking 18. Well, they were ready. They That's were what everybody ready. was saying. They were like, "Why the hell are you taking a plane? Why right, not exactly. take a bus?" Yeah, Carson Wentz would probably have some old duels or something. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap that up. Uh, the only thing I have to say to the, about this game is did the commanders uh, crack the code on how to beat the Eagles? Because what Ron Rivera did was he ran the ball. He ran it down their throats. Uh, Tyler Haneke, they didn't ask a lot of them this game. They ran the ball. They kept running it. They weren't being successful in the run, only, you know, two, two to four yards per run, but kept running the ball. You know what I'm saying? And ran it down their throats. That's what they did. Um, and the best way to beat the Eagles is to keep Jalen Hurts off the field. As long as yeah. he's over there, he can't score no points. You know, A.J. Brown can't score no points. Devontae Smith can't score no points if they can't get on the field. You run the ball, dominate the clock, and um, and pull it out at the end. And that's yeah. what they did. Congratulations to Ron Rivera. He might have saved his job. Um, I with think this he win. did save his job with and this win. So there you go. Yeah. So, right. I will say – uh, I'm going to add to that, uh, Josh, about cracking the code. The one thing that the uh, commanders did that, that nobody's done against the Eagles is uh, they actually had a second-half lead. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, sure. When you play with the lead in the second yeah. half, you should be a – you know, that's going to put some extra pressure on the Eagles that they have not had all season long. So they they did have that cloud over them that, you know, they had to come back. And Jalen Hurts hasn't proved that he's he can come back yet. In fact, uh, I saw a stat that at home, Jalen Hurts has never had a fourth-quarter comeback. Uh, he's, I think he's done it on the road, but he hasn't done it playing at home, which this was at home. But um, so there's still some uh, question marks for Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. Although I don't think he played a, a bad game at all. His his uh, his team let him down more than than he let his team down. I think. Um, but kudos to Washington getting getting a lead and playing from a from the lead playing with the lead is the way to beat the Eagles. Yeah, right. My opinion, exactly. Yeah, and and don't let him get on the field. There you go. No, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't all, hurt. Right, all right, y'all. That was uh that was week ten in the books. Let's do a little bit of news from the east. Um, we're going to, to take a look at that. Uh, pretty cool things. We'll give out some mid-season awards. Talk about that for a minute, and then um, do games of the week, week eleven, and wrap this up. First of, so let's go right now to news from the. All right, we don't Dad, real quick before we get into anything. I want to say we are on episode 23, and that beat is still a banger. Like, <laughs> yeah, I still is. love it to this day. Yeah. 
I totally it's reason one beat there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I just wish we could like just keep it playing in the background. You know. Don't yeah. Me. I bet. I think I'd be getting sidetracked because I, I I'm like you, Brent. I start bumping every time. Yeah. I hear it, so. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead, like we do every week. Take a look at CBS Week 11 Power Rankings. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this. We're gonna. We need to give out some awards. The only thing I have from this is what the hell? How are the G-Men not in the top ten? That that yeah. makes no sense. They're seven and two. What are you doing? Um, why are they not in the top ten? How are the Bengals ahead of them? Come on, grow the f up and quit doubting my G man. Yeah, I'm a, I, I agree with you. Show some respect for the Giants. They're having a great season. Um, right, exactly. And, until the and you know it, they're like, oh well, uh, you know we we can't um give them their props. They've beat good teams. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, they've beat good teams and it, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones are carrying this team with a with a pretty good above average defense and great freaking coaching. You know what I'm saying? From a rookie coach. Yeah. So, yeah. We, just give them their props and if they get beat, then you can drop them back down. There is no reason why the 7 and 2 New York Football Giants should yeah. not be in the top 10 yeah. in any damn power rankings. Yeah, so, I think uh, Pam Fran also. Me off. Well, That's real quick, um I, I, I 100, first and foremost, I 100% agree with you, Dad. But they, it, to make it even further, um, the two teams above New York, are have they really played any better than New York? That's, that's uh, in my, my opinion, point. I don't that's think my so. Point. I think yeah. Cincinnati might be a little bit better than New York. If that, I, you could pretty much say they're equal, I would say. And New York is by far better than San Francisco. It, the, Jimmy Garoppolo has looked awful this year, in my opinion. Honestly, right. Exactly. So, I mean, I I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand any argument on hate um, for the, for the giants. I mean, they, they they haven't had a cupcake schedule. If you, you're not, the, the guys you have up here are number two. There's the ones with the cake cupcake schedule. The G-Men has actually played good teams and beat good teams. Yeah. So, I mean, just come on. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure Philadelphia has had the easiest schedule out of the whole damn year. By far. By far. Easily. Yeah, interesting note. The Giants don't play the the, the Eagles till December, and of course they play them twice. Yeah, uh, right. both of those are at the end of the year, so that's that's a little wild on the scheduling. But yeah, I'm with you. Give give the Giants some props, especially over the Bengals and San Francisco, because they're just not having great seasons. I yeah, mean, they're right. doing okay, and San Francisco may be the best team at the end of the year, maybe even. But um, but they're not right now. Yeah. Neither are the Bengals. Yeah, show some love totally. the Giants. Yeah, they, they, this is week eleven power rankings, not your prediction power rankings. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Anything else, y'all? Got anything else before I get this crap off my screen? <laughs> CBS is pissing me off. Yeah. No, it looks okay outside of what you're t- about the Giants. They deserve. I some mean, love. maybe move Washington up inside the fifteen. I mean, again, it's just like I was saying about the Giants with the Bengals and the San Francisco. Uh, 49ers is Washington, in my opinion, is playing better than Tampa or uh, the Chargers. So, yeah, the Chargers I, are I, not I, playing good at all. Why? Why did no. I don't? I do not get the love for the Chargers. Well, it, it, yeah, they are playing crappy right now. It's because of their record. Um, that's the only reason why they're, yeah, they're in four there. and four. Um, um, they're they're I, five and four. That's not yeah, good. right. Yeah, well, they're they're right where they need to be. The five and four. I do think Tom Brady. And Tampa Bay, after what they uh, pulled off in Germany, 
deserves to be right where they're at. But Brandon, I'm with you. Yeah, if it was Tampa Bay, Washington, then the Chargers, I would agree. So I mean, there's no reason why the Chargers should be ahead of Tampa Bay or Washington. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So, but they all three of them clump together like that. I think they just got it in the wrong order. You yeah, know? yeah, there's too many uh, casuals voting on that list. I think. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. You know. Um. You know. But you know, they do have the quarterback that you know come to find out is probably the third best quarterback from that draft. Yeah. And <laughs> come on, let's go to a. Well, about the only other thing I got to say here, Dan, is, and sorry, I know this is not on the AFC East side of things, but how the hell is the Raiders above Chicago or the Panthers at this point? I mean, honestly, you could say the Raiders is the worst team in the National Football League, right? Right? I I mean, they're down there with the Texans, but but yeah, no, they're... Uh, I agree. I, I see that, Brandon. I, I would probably well, have Chicago ahead of them. I would have Chicago ahead of them. I Probably yeah. not the Panthers or the Texans, though. All three yeah. of those teams are crap. Well, the Texans were able to get a tie out of the Indy. Uh, the Raiders couldn't even do that. So Right, exactly. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, down at the bottom, they're in the bottom tier for sure. Yeah, yeah the Raiders. Right. Everybody predicted the Raiders have a great season this year, but look at them. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Um, I'm done with you. All right, the Miami Dolphins uh, defensive end, Emmanuel Ogba, tore his tricep and is out for the season, has to have surgery. That uh, Chubb trade is looking better and better. You know what I'm saying? Emmanuel Ogba last year got a new contract. He gets paid big money. He hasn't shown up this year. He's really struggled, but I'm um, come to find out he's played in it with injury all this year. Um, and was really having a down year. And it was the reason why they had to go in before the trade deadline and get Chubb in the first place. Um, and then it, it kind of sucks, you know, two games later, he's out for the season. I'm not really worried about it only because we have Chubb. If we didn't have Chubb, I would be crying right now, wondering how they're going to get past rush. Um, the Eagles know that um, they have a problem running the ball or uh, stopping the run. I'm sorry. And signed uh, no, no, got, no, Dama, uh, Nodama Kinsu. Nodama Kinsu. Thank you. Um, ex-Dolphin. Uh, how did you like, by the way, did you like that picture I posted? Uh, that's yeah. my favorite yeah, Dama Kinsu picture there. What the hell is yeah. he doing? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. That's kind of cool. I think, you know, I don't know if that's exactly where they're going to play him, but I know that um, that's where they're getting beat. Um, on a consistent basis, and they're kind of smart for bringing him in. Good job, Eagles. Yeah. I, I think it's a good, you know, plug and play. You can definitely put him in the rotation um, on run plays and see if he can help you clog that up a little bit. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Davis. Sorry, sorry, Brandon. Uh, Jordan Davis sure. has been missing a few games there because he's uh, he's been injured. So yeah. this is going to be that. It's a good depth piece. It's a good depth, depth piece, piece while he's out. So. Exactly. What you got, Brandon? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is while that picture that Rich posted was funny, it's actually very accurate. Like Adama Kasu is a very dirty player. The bitch steps oh, yeah. on people's yeah. ankles, chokes people. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, does he just think he can't get a flag ever? I like the nastiness. I like the nastiness. I, <laughs> it. Well, there's I nastiness. Like Stepping on somebody's out. ankle with your cleat, Dad, that is yeah. some fucked up shit. No, I like it. I like it sucks it. that he's got a Super Bowl ring, though. That's what I think. 
Yeah, yeah, that does suck. All right, cool. Well, let's give out some um, mid-season awards. What we're going to do is NFL East mid-season awards. We're just going to run through here um, your guys' opinion. Uh, what we're doing is we're going to pick um, players and coaches from the NFL East that who we think in that category has been uh, has done the best job so far. And where do you think that they um, land in the league? Um, in the you know in the in the league, also do they actually have, um, you know, do they actually have a chance of winning that uh, at the end of the year? Thus far, it's midseason. Yeah, I know we don't give out awards for midseason, but guess what? NFL East does. We give out awards, so there you go. I'll kick us off with Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. I think this is a tight. Um, a tight run. I really like um, Nick Sirianni. I think he's doing a great job with what he has. And, um, and, you know, they, they were undefeated up until just a week ago. So, but it has to go. I would have to pick for coach of the year this far mid season. My award goes to coach Brian Dable for it to really just um, what he's done with the G man. He's got them at seven and two mid season. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. So what do you guys think about Coach of the Year? Uh, well, mine came down between two people. Um, I had the runner-up being the Miami Dolphins head coach, um, Mike, whatever the hell his name is. Mike McDaniel. Yes. Yeah. I had him. Um, I really like what he's doing with Tua. I think that he um, – came in and he's doing a great job with Tua, like I said, and he's just made that offense look really good. Your defense is really good. And like you said, dad, um, I, I think Miami will definitely be in the playoffs, you know, for sure. I think you guys are even going to win the division, honestly. Um, but my, um, my coach of the year award has to go to the man that you just said, dad, Brian Dable. Um, yeah. He has been great with the G-Man. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, the G-Man alone, what he's doing with him is amazing. But it's even more amazing what he's doing with Daniel Jones. I mean, just look at Daniel Jones' career before he got with Brian Dable. He was shit, right? None of us thought mm -hmm. he was going to be good at all. We, we all thought, oh, okay, they're not picking up his fifth-year option. Well, there's a reason for that. He's shit, right? But he's been great. And... I got a fun stat that I wanted to share. This is how good Brian Dable has been with um, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones right now in the National Football League has the longest at their streak of pass attempts with no interceptions. He has 145 pass attempts with no interceptions. Two so, is right there. Two is yeah. right there. Yeah. It's pretty so I, I thought that was pretty cool, um, especially to see the growth of Daniel Jones and then uh, to see him turning around and shit. I, I just thank Brian Dable for what he's done with this whole Giants organization. He has to be the clear cut winner of coach of the year. So Cool. What do you got, Rich? You got anything? Uh, yeah, I, I would say uh, I'm going to kind of combine what both of you guys said. Uh, 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 Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins. And I would I would have argued uh, – uh, Mike McCarthy, if we would have won last week at Green Bay, as being uh, a candidate for coach coach of the first half of the season, but mm -hmm. since he didn't, and I'm blaming coaches there. When I we talked about Dallas, I'm not going to put him on there. 
Uh, Mike McDaniel has been fine. Uh, he had some adversary with two, the Tua situation, being concussion situation. I think he's handled it okay. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, definitely he's brought a, a, a nice program to Miami uh, from, right. from a coaching perspective. But it really does come down to Brian Debo and Nick's, Nick's uh, Sirianni. Um, for the first half of the season here because uh, they've just outperformed expectations. Although Philly was expected to be pretty good. Um, no, but I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm going to be generous and give Nick Sirianni the coach of the first half of the season, mainly because he went eight. No, and that's hard to do. Awesome. Even with the soft schedule that they've got. Um, eight, I think he deserves many eight games in your first eight games of the seasons. Not that, you know, that's not easy. So I, I'm going to give him, Props on that. I'll give him coach of the year for the first half, but I don't think it's going to extend to the second half. I think some other players will, other coaches will step up for that. Job. Cool. Cool. I think that's a good prediction. Uh, go ahead. Keep talking, Rich. Uh, comeback player of the year. Who do you got? Okay. Can I say uh, Barkley is the comeback player of the year? I mean, no, definitely. Uh, he, definitely. He, did get, he missed a lot of, he didn't miss the whole season last year, but he did miss a lot of uh, um, Games. I, I, I would be willing to hear an argument if anybody else has anybody different because yeah. he has to be right. I think he has to be in the league wide. League wide, yeah. he has to be. Yeah. Oh, right. And if he's if he maintains this through the second half of the season, uh, well, here's a stat. Well, first of all, Barkley's been healthy and he's been playing great. Uh, through nine games, he's got 931 yards rushing yeah. yards. That's yeah. uh, that thousand I predicted. Almost a thousand. Uh, he's gonna if you know he's on pace to have a monster yard. Uh, yardage uh, rushing yard season uh so uh, yeah that's barkley's mine i totally agree brandon i'm sure you got anybody else other than barkley no i think in uh nfc east if you wasn't going barkley which i am uh i feel like the only one that you could possibly put up a uh, argument for would be like uh was two injured last year he, yeah, he not a, maybe... not enough to qualify for cut co- for a comeback player though. Oh, okay, I was, was about to say he, he'd possibly be the only one I could think of. But since you're gonna put him in that category, yeah, I, I'm simply going Saquon Barkley. I mean, we yeah, already cool. knew what this man was coming out of Penn State. It, you know, if you want to watch tape on him, uh, you you would love this man. I, I watched him multiple times back in college, so we already knew oh, what we was getting. Yeah, his rookie um, year was amazing. Yeah, and and his rookie year was amazing, like you said, Dad. But outside of that year, he he cannot stay healthy. So um, it, you until know, this year, to, yeah, it's good until to see him year. staying healthy this year. Right. And uh, yeah, he's almost up to a thousand yards, like you predicted, Dad. So pretty awesome. All right, Brandon, keep talking. Give me your rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year. I mean, man, we could go multiple ways here, but I, I feel like it has to be Sauce Gardner, right? It, it has to be Sauce Gardner right now That's because that man I has lived yeah. up to the hype. We we all knew, we all knew in this panel right here, we all knew what Sauce Gardner was about. We watched it, watched highlights about this man in in Cincinnati, and uh, all of us had him going in the top five, I believe, when April's draft rolled around. Um, so, so we all knew what he was about, but I think he's lived up to a little bit extra standards than what we even set for him. This man has been great all year long. Um, and it's really going to be scary for, uh, Matt Jones this upcoming week. Uh, Matt Jones, if you're listening to this podcast, bro, do not throw the ball to Jacoby Myers this Sunday. Okay. (laughs) Sauce Garnett will pick you. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 and go the other way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had Sauce Gardner uh, as the rookie of the year also. I, that guy is a shutdown corner from day one. Uh, yeah. Just an outstanding uh, defensive cornerback. I, I think the only rookie that could have gave him in the NFL East, I think the only rookie that could have gave him um, a, a run for his money was Bryce Hall. And, you know, running back Bryce Hall also for the Jets. But with him getting hurt and he's not able, you know, but he was on pace. He was on pace to to um, be a thousand yard rusher as a rookie. That's pretty amazing. Um, but he got hurt, you know, and I think uh, Sauce will, I think he, he you know, it's going to be kind of hard um, in the in the league, though. The league splits it up between offense and defense rookie of the year. I can't name a defensive player, um, a rookie defensive player better than Sauce. I think he's yeah. got it. No, yeah, he's great. That's just my opinion. Yeah. All right. Defensive player of the year, Rich, who you got? Well, I'm going to go Micah Parsons. I That's think uh, um, he has a real shot at being defensive player of the year at the end of the season. Uh, the last yeah. couple of days, uh, games, like I said, I don't, I feel like they're underutilizing him by, you know, putting him in at, at, at linebacker. Although he's, you know, his stat wise are still fine. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he can blow up a game from the edge. So he needs to, to to do that more yeah. uh, or Dan Dan Quinn needs to um you know get back to the drawing board and figure out how to make Micah you know I think they need to put him back on the edge the problem is yeah. do they have a linebacker that can cover the way he does and the answer is no they don't but <laughs> but it's it's harder to uh you know he's more effective from the edge than a linebacker exactly because yeah, you, you have to get, put him in a position to make the big play yeah because you can't scheme a linebacker out of out of the play if you want to if you're if you're uh intended if, you know, if you're dead set on it which most teams everybody knows where mike is at on the field no exactly. doubt about that yep so cool all right who you got brandon are you with micah or did you go in a different direction uh went in a different direction believe it or not which actually surprised me a little bit too um i micah parsons is easily my runner-up because of everything rich just said that man is a beast but my dude that i'm taking is even more of a beast i'm taking matthew judon of the new england patriots matthew judon has had a season to remember this man leads the entire national football league in sats right now this man is doing nothing but helping our defense out he he is by far our best defensive player out there on the field weekend week out uh by the way he does have a cool routine routine as well where he goes out there and just passes the ball with fans and shit i think that's pretty cool um but on top of that uh like i said this man's getting to the quarterback but not only that he drops bats sometimes too and he can play well coverage too so um covering the middle of the field and everything so i i'm going matthew judon so Okay, well, that was my one and two so yeah that that's yeah i'm gonna agree too i mean those stack numbers for matthew's off the charts. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's uh, those pretty were good. definitely my one and two. I went with Micah Parsons, but it wasn't by much. So, yep. yeah, great minds think alike. All right. Offensive player of the year. I think there's only one person that can be here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, offensive player of the year. I picked Mr. 2,000-yard, hopefully, receiving yards. Um, I picked uh, Tyreek Hill as offensive player of the year. I think he okay. is shown up, showed out, and um, and is on pace for uh, amazing uh, to break amazing records. Um, and I, I think he has a legitimate shot at doing it. Um, my runner-up was actually uh, Tua 
<laughs> so, yeah. you know, and he's not going to be able to do it without Tua. So, so there you go. Offensive player of the year. Who you got, Rich? Yeah, we're not in a debate at all. Uh, we, we're all picking the same players, basically, at least one or two. Um, yeah, I got Tyreek Hill, too, as my offensive player of the year. year. Uh, that guy's got 1,148 receiving yards Amazing. after week nine. Yeah. Just Amazing. insane. Just insane. That's an insane number. Um, yeah, I don't know if he'll get 2,000. Maybe he will. You know, once the weather – when the weather turns, he, his okay. numbers might Let, go well, down Let's forget about the 2,000. Do you think Megatron's um, record is in jeopardy? Uh, yeah, I think so. Especially with yeah. the extra game there. Yeah. I do too. And I, I, I do uh, by the way, Megatron's a little overrated receiver, honestly. Yeah, but he, but he, <laughs> he's Megatron player. was a beast. He was a beast, but he played like seven years and, uh, he's no Randy Moss. I'll say that. Oh, no, that not. That no. Is of course, he had, he had to play on Detroit too. So that's not, yeah. Not yeah. So, yeah. All right. Offense. Well, did Brandon give your offensive player? Yeah. No, no yeah, that's no. what I was going to ask him. Uh, did, did you, who'd you have, Brandon? Uh, for my offensive player of the year, it was kind of close. Um, but yeah, I'm sticking with you guys. I got to go Tyreek Hill. Um, my runner up was Josh Allen, but, uh, just seeing what Josh Allen has done over the course of the last two games where he's trying to force balls and shit. I'm like, all right, Josh Allen, you need to cool off with that. First of all, to be my offensive (laughs) player of the year, like, why the hell are you forcing balls, bro? You're one of the top five quarterbacks, you know? But anyways, Tyreek Hill has been unreal. I mean, we already knew he was great with Kansas City, but he was playing with the top five quarterback then. I mean, Tua this year has proven that he's at least a top 10 quarterback, right? So um, Tyreek Hill comes in, and he has done nothing but made that Miami Dolphin offense a lot better. He's allowing Jalen Waddle to get open. And then even if he's getting double covered, he's like, fuck you both. I'm faster he's, than everyone. He's out faster here than field. anybody covering him. Yeah, exactly. so he's just outrunning everybody and making touchdowns right now. It, it, it kind of sucks because we all agreed on Tyreek Hill and we got to play his fucking short, fast ass two times a year. New England does <laughs> fucking. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy. All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and wrap up the reward of the awards with uh, probably the, you know, some people say the most important award or at least the most valuable player award um i i had a toss-up here but i ended up going with midway through the season this is pretty weird i would give it to jalen hurts um but i would follow that up with i do not think he will be at the end of the year (laughs) so i i don't think he's going to be able to hold that but you can you know you kind of the same way rich that you had to give it to nick sirianni I'm kind of in the same boat with Jalen Hurst is, you know, uh, leading a team to, to beat any team in the NFL is hard. And you do that eight, you know, the eight um, weeks in a row coming out the gate for a year three um, quarterback. That's pretty amazing, man. Jalen Hurts. Who do you got, Rich? Uh, I actually could not come up to a conclusion on who to pick on this. I thought about Jalen Hurts too, but Gee, he's so mid. <laughs> yeah, like like he's won eight games, but he, you know, he's throwing 170 to five yards a game. You know, what I mean, I can't just feel it to him. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're going to look more at the stats, you can kind of go with my runner up, and that's Tua. Um, Tua has right. the best stats yeah. of any quarterback in so, the NFL East. So. Right. I feel like there's a lot of people you can make a case for. You can make a case for Barkley as being the MVP, yep. maybe. Very uh, kill. Like, yeah, I, mean, I feel like everybody's like there. There's there's 
so much good and bad. There's so many people playing at a high level, but at the same time, nobody's in the in the NFL East is is blowing up phenomenal numbers. Except for you know Tyreek Hill's numbers are great. So is Barkley's, but but are they this? Are they the MVP or are they just the star that stirs the drink kind of right, thing? Exactly. So, and yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. So I was just going to let you two decide, and then I'm maybe I'm going to pick. I'm going to side with one of you guys. So I'm going to be. Cool. I'm going to hold steady right now. Cool, Brandon. Who do you got? Uh, well, if we're talking NFL East, um, then it's yeah. I'm going with the man that I just said that I had as my offensive player of the year. I'm going Josh Allen right now. He uh, has looked great all year long outside of these last two games, um, throwing four picks. Like like I said, he just needs to clear up, trying to force the ball in there and realize how talented he truly is. And then I think he goes back to being a top five quarterback again. But if we're not talking NFL East, I think it's pretty much easy for all of us to pick an MVP of the year. And I think that has to be Patrick Mahomes, right? Oh, he's gonna, yeah, he's going to win it by far. Yeah, th- yeah this man has been great for Kansas City all year long. Uh, he's so talented at quarterback, too. He, he can make any throw you ever ask of him. Andy Reid just having a ball out there, having a quarterback like that. So, I totally um, agree. Yeah, so all right, I, Rich, if you're – go ahead. Finish up. I was just uh, going to say, if you're not going NFL East, it, it has to be Patrick Mahomes yeah. by far. No. No. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. So, All Rich, right. you got Jalen Hurst, Tua Tungavailoa, or Josh Allen? I'd almost give it to Tua, but he did miss a couple of games there, and that that's not really fair to the people that have not missed any games. Dude, I hate to do it. I got to give it to Jalen Hurts, I guess, just because go. of um, just because of the totality of the first half of the season. Yeah, but I think you're with me. He's not gonna uh, he's not, keep a he's not gonna hold yeah. on to that award. Uh, either Josh Allen or Tua in my opinion, by the end of the year when we're giving away our end-of-the-year awards, uh, I don't even think Jalen Hurst will be in the conversation. Eagles prove me wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. There you yep. go. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Yep. All right, cool, cool, cool. And, Brandon, um, I do agree with you uh, league-wide. Um, if I had to vote right now, um, I definitely, you know, you are exactly right. There's a guy in Kansas City playing a little bit better than everybody else um like he normally does <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? he, yeah. he normally and, does and the, the funny thing is uh you thought that the or at least i thought i don't know about you guys but i thought the loss of tyree kill was gonna stop him you know i i thought for some reason coming in before the season started i was like oh they lost tyree kill he tyree kill made patrick mahomes a little bit right or at least that's what i thought and i was like He's going to have to prove me wrong. Well, he has proven me wrong. That man is still as talented as he was with Tyreek Hill on the field as he is now. Hey, you know, he passes to anyone and everyone. He gets it to Travis Kelsey, Michael Hart, yeah, Hartman, you know, anyone. He And he can make any throw you want to. Hell, I think he could turn around, just throw it straight behind his head and still make a touchdown. You know? Of course. But, I mean, what, of course what Tua can. did against – right, exactly. What Tua did against <laughs> Cleveland – when Tyreek and Waddle weren't open every throw and he dispersed the ball to eight different, you know, uh, uh, pass catchers. Um, we see Mahomes do that every week. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what Mahomes yeah. does on a regular basis. So yeah. you know. Mahomes is the only real quarterback that you can give him any receiver group and he's going to elevate the game. He's just, he's exactly. going to make everybody yeah. look great. Yeah. 
He makes every play. And, and it, it kind of helps that he has the best tight end in the league. Yeah. And the best coaching. <laughs> one, of, one of the best offensive yeah, minds. One of the, the best game. coaching. Exactly. All right. Let's go ahead. Um, we're going to switch over to games of the week and wrap this show up. All right, I'm going to run through these games. We're going to do this uh, kind of rapid style games of the week, week 11. I'm going to run through the games. Give me your pick and why. Browns, Bills, who you got, Rich? Uh, it's going to be the Bills. They're not going to lose three in a row, I don't think. So, um, hey, is Watson playing this week? He plays no, next that's week. next no. week. This He's is the last game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the Bills, are they're just going to have too much firepower to, to for the Browns. Totally. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going Bills as well. Oh, you're going Bills also? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, I'm also going Bills. Um, yeah, like you said, they're not going to lose three in a row. And Jacoby Brissett uh, did not get all of the first team reps this week. Did y'all know that? Because Watson's coming back. Um, so they were letting him get some plays in yeah, there. Yeah, they're letting him get some first team. Reps. Yeah, them, I wonder how invested they are in beating the Bills. Then you know, right? Exactly. Um, or are they just marking that up? You know, that game did get moved, but yeah, I don't yeah. think it matters. Um, all right, we got the Commanders, Texans. Who you got, Brandon? Uh, I'm going Commanders here. Um, the Texans are at the bottom of the food chain, I, I believe. I, I think they're the worst team in the National Football League. Um, and the Commanders are trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to win for that coach at this point. You know, Ron Rivera coming in, uh, me, you, and I believe Rich too, Dad, uh, we all said that this was Ron Rivera's uh, chance at uh, – when it, you know, chance at keeping his job, and I think he's more than done that. Um, I think he keeps his job from the win against the Eagles last week, and I, I think they're just gonna have a field day out there with Houston. So, okay, um, yeah, I, I go, go ahead. ahead. I, I agree with Brandon. I think uh, Rivera does it, it has kind of earned his job for the rest of the year, as long as he doesn't put Carson Wentz back in, then he might lose yeah. it. But uh, uh, they're they're kind of rolling right now. Yeah, Washington's feeling it. Texans are still a, the worst team in the league or bottom team in the league. I don't yeah. see where Washington loses. I totally agree. Coming off of a big win, this is probably the best you can ask for is one of an easier teams, the the commanders, and that mean defensive line that Rich was talking about earlier should dominate this game, and they should win it easy. All right, we got Eagles, Colts. Rich, who you got? Uh, yeah, this was going to be the Frank Wright revenge game, but apparently he got fired. <laughs> so Jeff Saturday doesn't have any ties to Philadelphia, so there's no revenge happening. Uh, yeah, but it is a little bit of a you know coming off a loss that uh, coming off adversary for the Eagles. Can they can they regroup? I I wouldn't want to play a team, uh, or I wouldn't mind playing a team like the Colts if you're the Eagles coming off of a loss because the they're still they're still rattled team there the Colts. But uh, I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Eagles pull it out. Mm -hmm. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, I'm actually calling for an upset. I'm going uh, Colts in this game. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think 
the Eagles up to this far, I don't want to say that they're phony, but they've had the easiest schedule out of everybody leading up to this far this much. Um, and, and I think they're finally going to start catching some uh, good teams. They lost to the Commanders, and uh, I think they lose again this week to Indianapolis. So, Okay. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Brandon, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, and I think the reason why is because the Eagles – um, they struggle with stopping the run. And uh, the Colts are, like you were talking about, Rich, the Eagles coming off of a loss. Well, the Colts are coming off of a big win. Yeah. And, and guess what? Um, in my opinion, the Colts has the second best, maybe third best, definitely top three best running back yeah. in the league. Damn. That was awful healthy that game. He's back. He's back at J. Of course, I'm talking about JT. JT is back. JT is 100% healthy. And JT is going to run the ball. They're going to dominate. And they're not going to give the Eagles the ball. They're going to be like, hey, commanders, we got you. We seen what you did. We can do that too. Um, And guess what? They got a better running game. Than, than Washington does. So yeah, I was about to say, JT is better you know than, <laughs> JT is by far better than Brian Robertson or It's not Robertson a good, it's not a good time. To, exactly. And it's yeah. not a good time to go up against the Colts because yeah. they're pumped. They're pumped. They're excited. Yeah. Uh, you know, the rest of the league's not excited about their new coach, but they are. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And they're excited to have their healthy stud running back. back. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Dad, Dad, I got a quick question for you and Rich. If, wow. Indianapolis does pull us off, like we're saying. Does this solidify Jeff Saturday's job? Will he earn the head coaching job in Indianapolis? Yeah, I, I think it's too early. To tell. You're gonna see how they are at the end of the season. I mean, if he if he comes if he finishes up like I don't know how many games he's got, maybe six and two, something yeah. like that, and maybe even pushes for a wild card spot, it, it might be hard to get rid of him. But yeah, we'll, we'll see if that even happens. I'm not sure that it will. And the Colts, you know, the Colts owner is he's crazy and it depends if he's drunk or not you know what i'm saying yeah. and what decision he's gonna make so uh, he loves Jeff all right Saturday, so that's gonna he's got an in that's why he put right. him that's why he picked him so yeah all right cool let's go uh jets pats brandon who you got uh i got my patriots winning this um I mean, it, it's tough saying because uh, we beat them in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and, and it seems like every time in the division um, outside of the Jets, we always go in one one, and it could very much be one and one this year with the uh, Jets as well. But I'm hoping for a win here because, like I said, we're one game behind everybody. If we beat the Jets where they were on a bye week last week too. Uh, we'll both be sitting four and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be getting one game behind everyone else. So this is a must win for new England to try to keep in the playoff race. So cool. Um, as for me, it's kind of funny, everybody. I, I don't know. You know, did you all know that the Miami dolphins are leading the AFC East right now? Yeah. They're a half game ahead of the jets. Well, guess what? Miami Dolphins are on bye, and if the Jets win this game, they take over first place. The Dolphins don't have a choice because the Jets beat the Dolphins. And I think that that's what happens and shuts up some damn dumb Dolphin fans about bragging that, that, you know, the Jets were on bye last week, so they lead. Well, guess what? If the Jets would have played last week and won, they would be in first place, not the Dolphins. So I I think it's silly. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I... I, uh, I, yeah, 
uh, two great defenses. And uh, I think it's going to come down to the two quarterbacks and who messes up the most. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. And I, I, I think, I mean, it's, we got the best pass rusher up against on the other side of the ball. We got one of the best, probably maybe top, you know, top three this year. And he's a rookie, which is amazing. Rookie of the year. Um, CBs, you know, so we, who's going to, who's going to make that mistake. Who's going to, you know, is, you know, is somebody going to fumble the ball? Is somebody going to, you know, and who knows, man, I, I think it's a toss up. I pick the jets to win this game. Um, only because I always, I thought this year that they would split with the Patriots. Um, that is the only reason, but I will be rooting for the Patriots to win this game and allow the dolphins to take a full one game lead, um, over, um, everyone and a two game lead. Um, yeah. So, and, and to, you know, but who knows, maybe the Patriots can help us out who you got rich. Yeah, I agree. This is a total toss up game here and uh, uh, it should be a good one. Low scoring probably. Um, but I'm gonna give the edge to Bilicek, uh messing yeah. with Zach Wilson a little bit too much. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to give the Patriots a, a pull up. They're going to pull out a victory. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I could easily see that. I could, um, it is a toss-up. <laughs> it is a complete toss-up. These are two evenly teams. You know. Only because I mean, normally the Patriots, you would pick the Patriots because they, you would, you would say against most teams, oh, they get their defense. I'm picking their defense. I'm picking Bill. They just have a good defense, dude. Yeah. Their defense is fucking badass. So yeah. I mean, you know, they, I could see them rattling uh, Mac Jones. I could see them picking off Mac Jones. I could see that, you know. So who knows? It, I think it's going to come down to whatever defense scores more points. <laughs> All right, fun, 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 fun fact real quick, Dan. I think this is uh, Matt Jones' breakout game. I think he'll have 200 and some yards and a couple of touchdowns. So, right. hoping First of all, that is least. not a fact, so that is not a fun fact. Sounds no, like no, no, I didn't say, I didn't say fun fact. I said fun oh, okay. prediction. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm predicting it to happen. Yeah, it's a dream. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's very possible. Listen, we're so, waiting for go. a breakout game for Matt Jones, all right? Okay. All right. Cool. Um, Lions, Giants. Um, I have the Giants winning this game. Um, this this game is actually kind of scary because the I don't know if the Giants could keep up with the Lions if they blow up another, you know, th- have another 40 burger game, you know what I'm saying? And are throwing, a, can they do that against the Giants defense? Giants defense is pretty darn good. Um, I think Saquon Barkley, <coughs> excuse me. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have another big game and they are not going to allow the Lions to score so many points. What they're going to do is run the ball, keep the Lions off of the field um, so I, I predict the giants to win this game with another big running game and it's not going to be that high scoring lions, um, you know, uh, 40 burger game. I, I don't even, I don't even have them scoring more than 21 points. So what do you got rich? Uh, yeah, this could, this could be a really good game here too. Um, but I'm going to call it a trap game for the giants. Uh, the giants have to play Dallas on Thanksgiving next week. Uh, I think they'll be looking forward to that. That's a division game. They're trying to get some payback because that's one of their losses. Um, and Detroit, Detroit, I just feel like, you know, I don't know why I'm stuck on them as being just – uh, they've been super underachieving this year, but I feel like, you know, they could they could put up points whenever they, you know, turn it on. 
Yeah, so I'm going to say they uh, they they pull out a 24-17 win over the Giants. Okay. All right. You got the upset. Yep. I got uh, the Giants winning as well. Uh, like you said, Dad, I think Saquon Barkley is going to have uh, himself a game. Um, I do think that, like you guys said, I, I do think it will be a very close game. Um, Detroit, for whatever reason, has a really good offense. Their defense just really sucks. They so, terrible defense. Um, no. it, it, it's really bad for Detroit that they don't have both sides of the balls figured out. Um, but uh, I, I do think Detroit will put up a little bit of a fight. But at the end of the day, I think New York will um, – I think New York will do just enough to win the game. I, I, I'm going 24-17 too, but in the opposite direction of New York winning. I, I think uh, New York will pick Jared Goff to win the game. So Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right. Um, best game of the week, I believe, Sunday, 425. Cowboys goes to Minnesota to play the Vikings coming off of that Big win um, over Buffalo. Um, this game right here, you know, we talked about, um, we mentioned a couple times, Brandon mentioned it earlier, this this podcast that um, he thinks the Eagles are the ones that are an overrated team or, you know, they, they've had a cake schedule. And, you know, we mentioned that a couple times this episode. The Vikings, dude, are cakewalk. I, I don't, I'm not big on the Vikings. I think they had a good game. Nah, um, the Vikings. I think, that, have I think by the far Vikings are lucky. harder teams, Dad. I think the Vikings. Yeah, they're a little bit harder than the Eagles, but not very much. Um, uh, the Vikings are they're they're overrated. I believe they're lucky this ain't a primetime game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because somebody doesn't know how to play in big games. He's drunk. He's I think gonna, he's starts drinking at four. And then that's year, and the next year, and the next year or two, we're going to be calling him prime Kurt. He's going to yeah, start okay, no, we're not. I think, time. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Kurt cousins, this is where Kurt cousins goes back. Comes, you know, what did Eminem say? Back to reality or something like yes. that. Yes. Um, yeah, I think this is back to reality for for Kirk Cousins, and he's going to get rattled. Um, I think that um, Dan Quinn is going to put Mr. Parsons on the line, have him hit him one good time, and he's going to be out there seeing ghosts. And um, he's going to have a very Kirk Cousins game. Um the, the only thing that scares me about the Vikings is uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Jefferson, and he is a bad man. So um, we're going to have to see a big game from Dallas's uh, CBs. But um, I think they could do it. I think they could do it only because of Micah Parsons, and I think you need to just punch Kirk Cousins straight in the mouth, and um, you know, and he'll be rattled the rest of the game. What do you got, Rich? Uh, yeah, so um... – Going back to the, talking about the Dallas and the Green Bay game, where Green Bay seems to own Dallas, Dallas seems to own Minnesota. Uh, yeah. We just we just always beat them. We beat them with Cooper Rush. We beat them with Andy Dalton. Uh, we uh, Dax beat them most of the time. Uh, so they we have their number a little bit. I think that's going to probably continue. Uh, even Justin Jefferson, who's as great a wide receiver as he is, he doesn't really go off on Dallas. Uh, of course, we have Trayvon Trayvon Diggs there to uh, plays pretty well against them as well. Uh, yeah, who's not having that great of a year? 
by the yeah. way. Yeah, Diggs. No, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. He's got three interceptions and he's he's a shutdown corner. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw to him one time, the yeah. whole game. He threw to Trayvon Diggs one time. Um, so uh, I, all I'm saying is he kind of came back down to earth. He's playing average. Um, uh, last well, year he was crazy. Yeah, uh, he's, not gonna have a season, he's not going to get eleven. He's not having a big season like, like last year. Yeah. He's kind of come down to average. And I, I agree with you. He he's going to be a Pro Bowler, no doubt about yeah. it over there. Uh, I'm I'm fine with him. But uh, yeah, Kirk. Uh, you know, like as we said, the way the way to beat the Cowboys is to be patient with your run game and just just accumulate your points over four quarters. Uh, yeah. I don't know that even though Minnesota's got a good running game. Kirk Cousins isn't going to do that. <laughs> you know, he's right. not going to throw 20 times in this game. He's going to throw 30. He's going to throw 40 because that's, you know, that's what the Minnesota Vikings want to do. They want to, you know, throw the ball and he will turn it over probably most likely or get some sacks. You know, he's going to, um, he'll make, he'll make mistakes that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't make. Um, so I got Dallas uh, squeaking this game out. They Dallas really needs this win. They've, this is a desperation game for Dallas at this point, because they could go six and four and really, uh, put knock themselves down to the seventh playoff seed if they don't uh uh start accumulating some wins because they've got a tough schedule here coming up you know yeah as well so this is a win that they've got to have i feel like they're going to be uh definitely going to be you know have to show some pride after losing the green bay so i expect them to to play well against minnesota and and squeak out a win okay but it's gonna be high scoring i'm gonna say 31 28 there you go brandon who you got Um, I got Dallas as well, but I only have Dallas, um, if they're able to do what, uh, Rich just said, you know, put up some scoring on the offensive side, which I think they'll be able to do, uh, Dak Prescott, in my opinion, is a pretty good quarterback. Um, but on top of that, uh, Michael Parsons, like you said, dad, he has to come in here and wreck the day. He has to get to Kirk Cousins. He has to get up in Kirk Cousins face. He is to smack Kirk Cousins around and say, look, I'm the man around here. All right. Like he has to be Dan there. Dan Quinn because... is not going to make the mistake of dropping him back and covering yeah. him. He's not yeah. going to do it. He's yeah. not going to do it. He's he's going to punch him straight in the mouth. Yeah. That's what he's going to well, do. And well, the reason to... why I'm saying Michael Parsons has to have a big day is because I'm agreeing with sort of like what, what dad said. Um Trevon Diggs isn't having the greatest season, and I think Justin Jefferson is going to own him this week. I think Justin Jefferson is going to make great plays, get open. I can see that he's going to get touchdowns and everything. Um, I, I, you know, so in I'm taking Dallas in this one, but it's ultimately just going to come down to can they hang in there with Minnesota because I think Justin Jefferson has a field day. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be an interesting battle between CD lamb and Justin Jefferson. You know, they were both from the same yeah. draft, like, draft class um, to see uh, uh, CD lamb had one of his best games last week, by the way, they're both beasts. They're, they're both, both beasts, beast, but uh, CD, uh, CDs will tend to disappear. Whereas yeah. Jefferson doesn't really disappear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I love Justin Jefferson. I think he is amazing. Um, you know, top three this year in receivers. Definitely. Um, he's not going to have a big game in this game. I don't believe so because he's not going to have anybody throwing him the ball because that person is going to be laying on his back um, and uh, or throwing interceptions. Yeah, um, unless they decide to just run it forty times, which you know that would be that smart. That, 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 that is true. That is true. I don't know if Kirk Cousins got that in him to hand it off forty times. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they love to throw and they got receivers. You know, Thielen's a beast as well. So right. All right. 
That is Week 11 um, NFL East games. So that's it. We wrapped it. We're wrapping up. Um, that was a good, good episode, I think. And, um, you know, so do you, unless you guys have anything else, anything else to add, there we go. Oh uh, yeah. Out. One other thing, uh, I, I forgot to mention when we was doing the new England game, uh, Christian Barmore, our best defensive tackle. I think everyone could agree on that. Um, he is placed on IR. He's going to be out for at least four games. Oh, which wow. is really tough because uh, we played the Jets this week, Minnesota next week on Thanksgiving night, and then we play turn around and play uh, Buffalo on Thursday night, uh, week well, that, thirteen. That is kind of so, yeah. That it, that does it could that does suck brutal. a little bit. So right, yeah. yeah he, he's a, he's a stuff runner, uh, a run stuffer is what he is. And, yeah. Um. You know, who knows? The Jets might have a a, a big game running the ball. You know, if they don't have anybody to clog up the middle. And I mean, I know I don't want to step back there and throw the ball, not with a uh, Judon coming off the edge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather yeah. run it too. So ooh, yeah. that, that, ooh, did I pick the Jets for that game? I think I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sticking with the Jets. Um, and now that I know that, uh, Jets going to have a pretty big running game. Maybe. You know, yeah. Bill Belichick is next man up. It's New England shit. Bill Belichick. Yeah, they'll scheme. Out. They'll scheme it together. No doubt. Right. Exactly. All right, everybody. Make sure to follow the NFL East podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you get your podcast. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. There you go. Once again, if you are on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. YouTube. You can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. While you're at YouTube, type in at NFL Boy Brandon. There you go. He has um, cool stuff. He does play-by-play commentary um, on some games. You'll be able to see his upcoming stuff. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and, and hit that notification bell. So every time Brandon goes live or anytime we go live, um, you'll you'll get a notification straight to your smart device. Once again, I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, as long as we still have Twitter, at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow Rich. Um, he he does the show on Twitter, um, and that is at East NFL. There you go. That's it. I think that's good, right? Yeah. Save All Twitter. Right. Yeah, save Twitter. <laughs> we need Twitter. Uh. All right. Until next week, everybody. Peace.